Welcome to Day 201 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, David Keefe and Matt Kresge. We continue through the Gospel of Mark, and it's been uh, refreshing after reading, you know, Acts and Paul's letters to come back to the Gospels. All of it is deeply rich, uh, but it's fun sometimes just to look at Jesus. And Mark gives us a very compelling portrait of who Jesus is. It's a very active Gospel where he moves from one reason to another, from one action to another, and he merely presents Jesus to us for everything that he did and said, who is this man? And you see that question asked on, on many occasions, and he answers it both at the beginning and the end. This is surely the Son of God. So let's uh, dig into uh, Mark chapter 5, but before we do, um, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Matt, you mind doing that yeah. for us? Father, we do offer this moment to you. Um, we're thankful for for the chance to read together as your people to um, to dive into your word. We're thankful that you have spoken to us through it. And and Father, as we do read this, uh, would you fill us with wisdom? Would you guide us? Um, show us exactly what you want us to see in it and through it. And, and Father, would you use it to accomplish uh, your purposes in us? Uh, God, thank you that you are good. Um, be with us in this time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We have an opportunity to do as we rarely, you know, get to do, just deal with a single section of Scripture. Uh, usually as we go through the Gospels and you're reading, especially Mark, uh, you know, we, we cover several events, you know, in every chapter. And we're just doing the first part of, you know, chapter 5. So uh, we come across this interesting fellow who lives in the tombs and breaks chains and is terrified the locals and is restored by Jesus. Mark chapter 5. They went across the lake to the regions of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. The man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs uh, and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. Demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by legions of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting to the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Uh, so what are some of the things that uh, 
stand out on this story as you, you read this story. Of course, this is Jesus moving to the edge of Gentile you know, territory. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear him uh, you know, tell this man, go back to your own people, it would be the, the, the mm-hmm. peoples of the nations. And of course, at this particular time, you know, for this man, you know, to, to follow Jesus, uh, Jesus' concentration was largely, you know, calling Israel to repentance. Uh, although you have hints in all of the gospels that the gospel is moving well beyond the boundaries of Israel's, and here, here's one, you know, in the Gospel of Mark, mm-hmm. in the region of the Gerasenes. No, I, uh, I definitely what comes to mind is exactly what Jesus said in chapter two, right? It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I think this kind of seems to fit that pretty well. This man who's just been out in the tombs by himself, rejected from society, obviously sick, however you want to describe that. And then here comes Jesus to restore him and to redeem him and to to give him everything that he's lost to sin. I can't remember whether it's Matthew or Luke, but one of them is recounting the story. As they recount the story, they talk about him shrieking, mm-hmm. you know, at the top of his lungs. And then there's just a little line, I believe it's in Luke, and people would not go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go this way. <laughs> this guy is really scary. Yeah. And uh, they've tried everything humanly possible, you know, to uh, not to help him, but to contain him. Mm-hmm. And, and so they've changed him, and he's. Uh, it sounds like you know early on that a chain worked, but the chain quit working, and he not only was able to break the chains, but the irons that held the chain. Uh, so this this um, man empowered, and and you know one of the things I thought of is you know thinking you know back in the book of Judges how Samson empowered by the Spirit had great strength. Here this man empowered by the opposite spirit or spirits. Mm-hmm. also has mm-hmm. enormous strength and there is no human solution yeah i like i appreciate too just how far mark's going to show us the extent of jesus's authority because you, know, you have other passages in scripture too where you know like i think of the disciples they come into jesus and they you know they said we we're able to cast out some of these demons but how come we couldn't cast out these demons jesus says you you can only cast these out by prayer you know and and mark's been showing us the authority of jesus over you know the demons and and yet we get to a now we get to a passage and you know is does it stop you know it is can he only cast out one demon two demons three demons and Mark throws in the note no one was strong enough to subdue him and, and yet yeah. just at the very word you know Jesus not only subdues this man but sends out a legion you know into a herd of pigs and so you just you're seeing again we've been mentioning it but just the authority of of Jesus over um, you know not certain types of demons but over all demons I mean. We are watching, you know, and, and seeing the authoritative Son of God. Yeah, and of course, uh, Legion. He said, "What is you know? What is your name, Legion? For there are many of us." And and Roman thought that would have been about a thousand foot mm-hmm. soldiers, uh, you know, that have been a part of it. There are two thousand, uh, you know, pigs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not sure that there's a one. Who one counted those pigs? <laughs> I tell you, who counted those pigs? The people who own the pigs. Yeah. And we're thinking about selling the pigs yeah. and who lost their livelihood. Yeah. Um, and were um, deeply terrified at what they were, you know, what they're seeing and the consequences, you know, of what they were seeing. And even to what Matt's saying, you know, Jesus' interaction with demons, like, you know, just kind of the natural human reaction to demons, like we're afraid of them or, oh my gosh, like what, what are they going to do? But when they encounter Jesus, they're the ones afraid of him. Like, are you going to torture us? Like, please, like, yeah. they are so fearful of who he is. Even what do they say? In God's is. name, don't torture? Yeah. Don't torture me. <laughs> please, in God's name. But they call him Jesus, son of the most high God. Like, they know exactly who he is. Yeah. They know exactly what he yeah. can do. 
and they are scared. Yeah. So that's his authority. And, and yeah. this is largely, you know, the name, you know, that they're calling him is largely the name used by Gentiles in the Old Testament to refer, you know, to, uh, you know, so you get this name largely during, you know, the exile, the most high God. And then you also have it from Melchizedek, who was not, you mm-hmm. know, Jewish, you know, the most high God. So this is, you know, the, the, the God who is above all gods and the God who is, you know, above all things. And, and you're right. It's so ironic. It's a, in the name of God. <laughs> Don't yeah. be God. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. actually what he's, he's asking him to do. And interestingly enough, Jesus, Jesus hears them. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not the, the final moment. You know, the moment has already come. Uh, Jesus has already described it. It's like a entering a strong man's house and binding the strong man so the house can be plundered. And here the house is being fully plundered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, one who was captive, you know, not only to the power of darkness, but deeply captive, you know, to the power of darkness yeah. uh, being, you know, released. And uh, I, I love, you know, I love, you know, that, that, and uh, the little line, let me see if I can find it. You guys go ahead and say something real quick. <laughs> I, saying, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what little line you're looking for. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, you know, just kind of the extent to that the demons go to, you know, it says they beg Jesus. You know, they, first they plead in God's name, don't torture me. But then they beg Jesus, and it says they beg him again and again. You know, the, just the extent to which the demons realize they are in the presence of the one who has authority over them, and they begin to beg and beg and beg. And maybe another thing that is always interesting to me as I read this passage, um, you know, is we just to be careful not to to you know, well, why did he let him go into the pigs and miss the fact that we're watching the authority of Jesus? in this moment because I, I mean i've had working with students students will say well why did he let him do that to the pigs you know and kind of almost miss the point of what is actually happening and we don't know why i mean there's questions that didn't mark doesn't tell us afterwards this is why he let him you know send the pigs we don't know that <laughs> now you have me wondering Matt, yeah. why no. did he i've never thought of that before of but why did he yeah, yeah. yeah work with students they'll ask you <laughs> <laughs> No, the little you know the little line that I love that I sorry that I should have had marked, but verse fifteen when they came to Jesus they saw the man who had been possessed by a legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and what a wonderful statement of the wholeness that you know God, mm-hmm. you know God makes, mm-hmm. uh, reminds us in Luke of the you know parable of the prodigal son when he came to himself, mm-hmm. in other words when he was in his right mind he realized who God was and there were more riches, you know in the Father's house. And so you see this guy, two things, he, he's dressed, which this is really good thing. Yeah. Uh, with all the shrieks and everything else you know, going on. Uh, but he was, he was whole. He yeah. was made whole. And, and they were afraid. Yeah. What, a, you know, what an incredible response. Mm-hmm. You talked about how uh, we fear demons, demons fear the Lord. And, and they fear this, you know, this spiritual presence, you know, what is happening. It's too big for them. To yeah. process and mm-hmm. it's cutting, and you know, when it goes to the pigs, it's cutting at their very livelihood. It's uh, you know taking their normal and turning it upside mm-hmm. down. It's uh, showing that there there is a power greater to be reckoned with than even the power that breaks mm-hmm. physical yeah. chains. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty amazing response. I think we often you know look 
at the Apostle Paul as kind of that example sometimes, like, man, there's no one too far gone for Jesus. But this also kind of gives us that great picture of there's no one too far gone for Jesus. And just that gospel reminder of in Christ, we're new creations, right? The old's gone, the new is here. We see that really immediately mm-hmm. in this man's life, maybe a little slower, mm-hmm. even though it's true, but slower in our own lives, but still love getting to see that glimpse of when the kingdom shows up and the gospel shows up and Jesus shows up, humans are changed, they're restored, they're brought back to what what they've lost. Again, and this also, back. you know, one of the interesting things is the way that this man approaches this scene. He runs to Jesus <clears throat> and bows down. And, of course, it's not... Uh, him speaking it's mm. the demons speaking through them and they said you know who are you you know have you, you know, we know who you are uh son of most high god have you come uh, to torture us mm-hmm. uh, it reminds us you know of what paul said in philippians that uh you know god gave him the name that's above every name that at the name of jesus every mm. knee should bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord of the glory of god the father and of course you see see this happening and by every knee you even see demons bowing before him and confessing who he is mm-hmm. to the glory of god the father and you see this you know powerful work taking place it's overwhelming for the people but there's one guy who got it mm-hmm. and i i love you know this end as he was getting the boat the man who'd been demon possessed uh, begged to go with him and and jesus wouldn't let him go probably because you know he, he was a gentile and the uh, ministry was largely to the Jewish people mm-hmm. at this point, uh, but for whatever reason, Jesus did not let him go. But said, "Go to your your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how He has had mercy on you." Mm-hmm. And of course, there's uh, the heart of the gospel that He has set the captive free, yeah. and He has shown mercy, and He has restored people uh, to Himself. And I like that contrast where, in verse seventeen, you know, the people are pleading with Jesus to leave, like. They want Jesus to leave, but this guy wants to leave with Jesus. And uh, just that kind of reaction there, right? The crowds are saying, no, get out of here. For whatever reason, this man's saying, no, I don't want you to leave. I want to leave with you. I want to go with you. And so, but he sends him off, right? And And, isn't uh, it kind of interesting that, you know, to this point in Mark, Jesus has told people, don't say anything. Uh, Here, this uh, uh, one man, he said, go tell people, you know, what has happened. And of course, that's because this is a place where Jesus' ministry will not enter until it does, you know, through the disciples yeah. later. But there is a gospel, you know, being preached, and he dies. He he, he went away and began to tell in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people had to be amazed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, had, had to be amazed at, at what they were seeing in, in this man. Mm-hmm. Rich, uh, rich passage. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have. You're a God who heals and restores. You're a God who has great mercy. And we thank you for the mercy that you've had on us. And we thank you for the spiritual bondage that you've released us from uh, in Christ Jesus. We may not have all the characteristics that this man had, but we were no less in bondage than he was. We were no less dead in transgressions and sin when you found us and you made us alive in Christ. In your holy name we pray. Amen.